All right, Matthias, let's take a minute to talk about our latest sponsor, Surfshark VPN. Me and Sarah have been in Scotland last week and I've been taking full advantage of Surfshark. For most people who don't know that Netflix has different programs based on where you are in the, in the world. And Surfshark allows you to pretend effectively that you are not in the UK, that you are in the USA, so you can just watch USA TV. Yeah, I mean, I use the same feature so that I can watch uh, Netflix in Denmark and Scandinavia and, you know, see some of the old shows that I uh, enjoy from over there. Sometimes I just put it in Danish so I can pretend I'm a, I'm a Viking. Just put my little horned helmet on, sit there, grab a bottle of mead and away I go. I just pretend I understand what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the other thing is the security, because at the end of the day, online security has never been more important. No, exactly. And when you use a VPN, you can avoid that, you know, the big uh, tech companies and you can avoid uh, cyber criminals and hackers and, and all that stuff. They won't be able to find you that easily. Yeah. Basically, it's going to encrypt you online and it's going to keep you safe because information is worth a lot of money now. So look after yourself. Um, yeah. So basically, just go and check out surfshark.deals forward slash NMP. Yeah, and if you do that, then you can get 80% off for three months. 83% off, Mateus, and three months free. So that's surfshack.deals forward slash NMP and use the code NMP so they know that we sent you and you're going to get a massive 83% off and three months free. Right, let's jump into the show. I mean, I noticed that you also have on your, your Instagram that you are legally blind and yeah. then fencing, which <laughs> I feel like are two things that don't usually go together. Um, There's the but, archery. There's the archery as well. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, ha- I have, to, you know, I'm going to start with that. How does that work? Um, what the the fencing or the archery? Uh, let's let's go fencing first, and then we'll. Uh, <laughs> we'll go. All right, hang on, let me. Uh, this is not a mythology podcast. I'm Daniel Farrand, corner of the Coming Arms World, and joined as always by Dr. Matthias Nordvig. Hello, everybody. This time we are joined by Ruth Tolkien, the great granddaughter of J.R.R. Tolkien. Ruth is a um, musician, singer, songwriter. A um, you have a degree in geography, as far as I could see, and you are also a, an avid fencer. <laughs> that, that's where we're starting. Because that's I where we're starting. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so you know I'm so glad that this came up kind of organically because I really did want to ask, but I wasn't sure how to ask. Um, ask anything you like; it's fine. They just seem like quite. <laughs> opposite things um so i mean obviously it works um well i i have a very brave coach <laughs> but um in terms of the eyesight um it was actually only a couple of months ago he mentioned after having just come back from an international competition that um at that level sort of when you watch 
fencing on TV and, and it's that fast. There's not actually an awful lot of seeing involved because at, at that kind of pace, it, it's all your training, it's your muscle memory. It's um, like all of the movements that are so ingrained. Um, so um, I'm obviously not that level, mm -hmm. um, but it, things like that are really inspirational, obviously. Um, and we do a lot of work in, in my um, individual lessons. We've always done a lot of work, particularly, possibly more so than you would normally on, on muscle memory. And um, I obviously use my hearing. I can hear where people are, especially if they've got clumsy footwork. That always helps. <laughs> oh, you know where I was then. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do sometimes as well, you know, and then I can't hear them, you know. So <laughs> it works both ways. That's a, that's fascinating. I didn't realize it would. I mean, now you said it, it does make sense that it would be very much a, especially with the the masks on. I imagine you can't see much out of that anyway. I suppose you just after a while you just don't see it. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Dan, didn't you see Bloodsport back in the nineties? <laughs> oh, I <laughs> yeah, I watched that not too long ago actually. <laughs> yeah, me too. Once in a while, you always come back to it, right? You know, Van Dam, he's 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 training with blindfolds on, and yeah, and, and I've done that. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Now, okay, well, what about archery? Because I feel like that one is, <laughs> is even more so. Um... Uh, okay, so <laughs> um, when I practice at home, just for anyone who's worried, I shoot into my shed. I set the target up inside my shed oh, okay. so, that I, so that I'm not going to hopefully kill anything or anyone <laughs> i mean i haven't yet <laughs> well that yeah that's that, that's always a benefit i think yeah um sort of just before i was a teenager i actually went to a school for visually impaired people for a while and it was actually one of the things they taught was archery um and um they do it by sound so they'd make they'd have sound where the target was so that you mm. could hear where the target was and I just carried on I loved it and oh, carried on yeah. on and off um when I could when I've lived places that I could shoot mm -hmm. and then um about it's probably about five years ago now I got to <clears throat> live a dream um and go and do horseback archery this, this is getting more surreal. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is an explanation in here, honestly. Um, and um, so I never thought they'd accept me, obviously, because of this. And, and I just sort of wondered, you know, well, I can I can ask. Um, I mean, how could you say no to a Tolkien doing <laughs> horseback archery, to be fair? What kind of monster would say no to that? <laughs> Well, you know, health and safety, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, Something surpass health and safety. Yeah. Uh, they they were they are absolutely amazing people. Um 
and when they got back to me they said yeah sure fine no problem and Mm -hmm. just to boost your confidence um they do all kinds of they do stunt riding they teach riding confidence they do all kinds of things and uh he mentioned in his email he said we just taught a woman who has a broken back how to do roman style chariot riding with one foot on the back of two horses so don't worry about being blind (laughs) They are incredible. They're amazing, amazing people. Um, and so the technique that they that you use, um, or what I was taught, is actually called blind knocking, because you, you think you're on the back of a horse, you're at speed, you cannot look at what you're doing. So it's all it's all muscle memory again, it's all feeling for the arrow, and then you never actually look. You're just mm-hmm. looking at your target and where the horse is going, because if you were say in battle that's that's all you could mm. do so um he actually commented <laughs> really really great dry sense of humor and he actually commented he, he said well you should be better at this than all of us <laughs> Great, no, <laughs> no pressure <laughs> no <laughs> so yeah that, that's the archery <laughs> i mean no that's it's, it sounds like a, a lot of fun I mean, something I'd love to. I don't, to be fair, I don't think there's a horse that's going to take me anywhere. Um, it'd, have to, it'd have to be a big horse. You'd so have to do it. You have to do it. It's incredible. If you no, get the chance, do it. <laughs> I I mean, riding a horse, I think, would be hard enough for, for me anyway, let alone giving me a bow and arrow on the back of it. Um, something probably is going to die or somebody. Probably <laughs> me as well, actually, when I fall off. Um, <laughs> no, so obviously, um, your surname is Tolkien, your, your great grandfather was J.R. Tolkien. Um, now that's a, a very unusual surname. So, I imagine everywhere you go, um, anytime you ever have to say your surname, you must get asked if there is a relation because everybody knows J.R. Tolkien, it's, it's not like a minor celebrity, you know, like. I don't even celebrity is not even the right word, but it's just, it's just, everybody just knows it. Everybody knows that name. It's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a legend. Um, yeah, mythological figure at this point, almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah totally. but, so, so you must, yeah, it, it must be something that just never ends. Um, well, I, I've mostly, I, I've got to say mostly it, it's been like, uh, and I mean, obviously, it's a huge honor for me, and um, it kind of makes me feel very small because people almost react like, you know, it's like, oh my god, you're you're related. I, I'm not worthy. I'm like, dude, seriously, I'm not him. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, so it's it, it's hugely humbling, and obviously, something it's 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 a legacy that I'm incredibly proud to be at least a little part of um mm. but yeah i've had interesting experiences with it um probably one of the funniest uh was when i was at university and um i went when you still actually went to buy books in the store rather than ordering them online <laughs> um mm-hmm. i went into waterstones in reading and I had a huge pile of books for my course. And it was not long after the film. 
the first film had come out. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any cash on me, so I used my card. <laughs> Big mistake. Um, and uh, the the checkout, the person on the checkout, she was absolutely lovely, but she just could not believe it. And, and she kind of didn't say it very quietly in a oh. bookstore near <laughs> Christmas. Huge queue of people behind me. And I'm like trying to climb inside my coat. Oh. You know, it's like, are you related? And there's always a part of you that kind of wants to go, uh, no, it's just coincidence. You know, just, um, yeah, it, it kind of makes me really shy in situations like that. But um, yeah, it, it's I've had some interesting conversations with all kinds of people on the phone. Like you just phone up, you know, British Gas or you know mm-hmm. Barclay, just you know, or, or something. Yeah, and so suddenly you're on the phone for I think the longest was about three hours. But I didn't want to be mean to this guy. <laughs> he just oh. told me about when he started, discovered them in his childhood, and now he reads them to his children. And he, it's absolutely amazing. Sometimes you get people and, and you get their life history. And mm. it's really moving, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I just, <laughs> it's absolutely humbling. And it never, ever gets never ever gets boring or annoying or it, it's incredible oh i'm i'm sure i'm sure um but it's i mean it's lovely that you embrace it and you you take i guess take the time to three hours is a long time though i think i would have uh I would it's have okay they it. were calling me so I oh, <laughs> well, that, that's fair enough um but yeah i mean i can't think of many other things or other kind of books or, or TV series or anything that has that much of an effect. I guess maybe like a modern version would be Harry Potter because people get fanatical about that and 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 they, they... Game of Game of Thrones. Yeah, but Narnia. Really... I would say you know C.S. Lewis. Yeah, kind of up there as well. But I think Lord yeah, of the Rings definitely. is bigger than all of those. In my in my opinion, anyway, I think I think you know there's so many people that just. A lot of the rings becomes like part of their identity. It's their it's their life. It, it, it's helped them get through hard times, um, whether it's the the films or the books, mm. and and that's such an incredible thing. But then obviously, I guess you get people who want to tell you all about that because <laughs> your 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 surname is Tolkien. I I do, and uh, as I said, it's I, I've heard wonderful stories from people all over the world um when I when I first well my brother not me when my brother first put together my website um I had emails from South America from the Philippines from fences from musicians from all kinds of incredible people just Pod- wanting to podcasters. tell me exactly that Podcasts. um <laughs> it's quite a while ago <laughs> um <laughs> And um, yeah, I, one of my favorite stories was um, this couple who were fencers in the Philippines. Um, they actually met um, because they were both sitting in the fencing in the gym, both reading copies of Lord of the Rings. And um, 20 years later, they're still married and they read it to their kids. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. See, that's, yeah. that's, that's exactly cool. it. <laughs> 
yeah it's so sweet and yeah but that's the that's like say the effect that it has it, it, it ingratiates itself into people's lives um and become like say part of their identity um so yeah it's like say even just us saying that we were going to do this episode it's not like typically naughty mythology like we i guess we, we we try to do but um just as soon as you mention lord of the rings people are like i can't wait for this episode it, i can't wait to it's just it's just a I mean, huge thing to be fair i think the lord of the rings has you know historically been bringing a lot of people to such subjects as nordic mythology <laughs> like that's yeah. that's that's definitely part of it i mean in many ways, um, now you're gonna now you're gonna hear my my life story with the <laughs> with the Lord of the Rings. As long as it's not three hours. <laughs> no, it's not gonna be three hours. But in many ways, actually, it's 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 part of the the reason uh, that I you know became a nerd interested in Nordic mythology and and went to college for all of that stuff. And it starts back in the '60s, long before I was born, um, when my mom was um, an au pair in uh in the netherlands um so uh, for those who don't know what an au pair is it, it's uh somebody who takes care of people's kids um, like a living you know, nanny a nanny yeah a nanny who yeah who, who well, they lives. tend to live in though, they? yeah yeah exactly so my mom was 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 living with this uh, dutch family and they had a uh copy of the lord of the rings the trilogy um and uh um uh, she was reading it while she was there and this was uh, actually several years before it was translated into danish and came to denmark um and so after she had stayed there for a year she went to the uk and uh and were in london and uh, the first thing she did was to to buy uh, the lord of the rings and then bring it back to denmark <laughs> and uh, yeah, then after the, you know, several years after it became like a thing in in, in Denmark and Scandinavia when the books were translated. And, uh, and so for her, this stuff has always always been there. And that's what you know brought her into Nordic mythology and all that stuff made her interested in, in all these things. And then eventually all that stuff got passed on to me, of course, and my brother and uh, and you know this stuff was like read to us when we were kids. So 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 definitely like part of the the foundation for 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 why I'm sitting here and podcasting about Nordic mythology today, and doing all the other things I do with that stuff. So yeah, no, it's a uh, that's I, really beautiful. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of in, in, impressive to see how you know these these things like you know like ripples in water basically just like have absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Dan? What's your uh, what's your history with the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I have a, a history like that. I just <laughs> I think it's cool. <laughs> I mean, what more can I say? Than that it's just it's re it's really good. And like you say, it gets so many people into the, <laughs> this this world. Um, everyone's laughing at me in the chat now. But I mean, <laughs> I wish I wish I had some deep. I can't see any of it. It's too tiny. I, I can't read any of it. Oh, I wish I had some deep and profound um, kind of thing behind behind how he got me into something. But I just think it's awesome. Um, and that's Dude, what more do you need to say? There's a whole uh, the collective of hippies in Denmark that took names from Rivendell uh, back in the <laughs> 70s. 
That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I've 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 carved a bunch of like riders of Rohan horns. Um, I've done all sorts of kind of Lord of the Rings inspired horns where at work. So it it definitely is is very closely linked to people who enjoy kind of like the Vikings and Nordic And then like I know you said you can't see the chat, but there's a bunch of people who said that kind of Tolkien's work is what got them into like Nordic mythology. Um, so yeah, it does seem to be a starting point. I mean, I'm not a, a great reader, so I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say that I mainly went for the movies um, because I'm just really bad at reading. I've never actually read the books, um, but when I was a kid, um, <laughs> I had the audio tapes. When you had things like that, um, I, I had the the box sets um, of the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, and I listened to them so much, I literally chewed them in my deck. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't actually read them either. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, No, I I remember... I read slowly. I read really slowly, like, I mean, Ent slowly. I bet you still read faster (laughs) than I do. (laughs) I, I read backwards. I read the page and then, have to, and then have to reread it. And then it still doesn't go in. So I feel like I'm, I'm unlearning things when I read. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. Um, no, it's, it's, I actually, I remember trying to read it when I was um, younger. And, and like, it's not that I, I didn't enjoy it. I just, I'm just not reading. is just not for me. Like as soon as, as soon as audiobooks came out, like that changed the world for me when it came to kind of I ab- love them. Ab- yeah, absorbing like books that were out there because I, I I don't think there's like anything like I don't I don't think I have like learning difficulties when it comes to anything like reading wise. I just for some reason I just can't concentrate on it. Yeah. Um it's just not it's just not for me. I've always been somebody who learns, I guess, through actions and doing things and 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 watching that kind of thing so so audiobooks were like say a huge game changer um so i will i would definitely be listening to uh the series on uh on audible because i have a lot of tokens on there because i forgot to cancel my subscription (laughs) (laughs) i love i love audible Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the worst this gets you know i miss i miss reading i miss just being able to sit there for hours with a book and and just read but i can't do that so much anymore um and an audible is like opened up like this kind of as that's got worse like i i've got so many like you say so many tokens on there because mm. i just listen to stuff all the time and i yeah. i love it no, no it's it, like you say it's open, open and different because I I've listened to books that I would never, ever have read just because they're just too big. I look at yes. them and they're too big and they, they they're scary. <laughs> they are. They're scary when they're like that. <laughs> look at Mateus rolling his eyes. <laughs> no, I'm 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 looking at all the the brick sized books that are lying around me. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> My mum is like that. She can read a brick in about half a day and then start another one. You know, I'm just, it's, it's a gift. It's a gift yeah. I don't possess. <laughs> Sarah, my wife's like that. She she just reads. She's always read. Um, and just I see some of the books. And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. But, 
but that everybody's different aren't they you know we yeah. we all uh, learn differently um Matthias reads everything remembers everything Tur- turns out when I mentioned bringing you on the podcast he then decided to tell me that he taught a class on Lord of the Rings and its links to Nordic mythology never mentioned it before but this guy <laughs> literally taught the subject he's done That's everything so cool <laughs> I mean, it's a popular class at, at our uh, university, so it was um, it was uh, a, invented by a uh, predecessor of mine, uh, um, this Icelandic uh, teacher that was at our department at one point, and and yeah, it's basically you go through all of the literature that he's written, pretty much the Silmarillion, the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings, like all of it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I must say that I, I, I probably did have my fill of, <laughs> of, of, of Tolkien literature <laughs> for that year <laughs> while teaching that semester. I was like, okay, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so, so it, you basically like you, 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 you look at what elements um, has he picked out from Nordic mythology also from Finnish mythology for that matter and um, yeah, talk about it and it's a it's a very fun class because it's also the stakes aren't that high it's it's a um, it's a 1000 level so that's the the intro level um, so the, the students are also having a lot of fun with it um, they don't actually ever seem to get tired of it it's uh, it's, it's really <laughs> <laughs> it's really fascinating to see having like you know a hundred students that are just so into it <laughs> yeah no um i mean that's this sounds seems like a good place to uh to start looking at the at the links you can give us some of that some of that class you've been teaching i guess yeah. <laughs> sure yeah i mean it was like back in 2016 but still i can i can oh I can try off. to see if i can remember we've this is episode 99 and I, by now, I've learned that just because it was in 2016 does not mean you're not going to remember it. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, so it, it, obviously, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Tolkien was a professor of this material, um, and you know, was uh, translated uh, texts such as. Um, the saga of the Volsungs and 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 such, right? And and was very knowledgeable about Nordic mythology, the Nordic legends, the sagas, all of this material. And and he has, I mean, <laughs> what hasn't he used? Is is actually the question we should be asking here? Like, what what has not been a some some on some level an, an influence on his um, his stories? The Ring itself in the lord of the rings is is of course inspired by that uh, fateful ring that uh, destroys everything in the story about sigurd the dragon slayer that you know our patreon supporters have you know just been through with uh, jonas lorenzen on uh, on our uh, specials for the patreons mm-hmm. um, if you just a, a quick little plug i guess if you if you want to listen back to our series on Saga of the Volsings, you can get it on Patreon. You can listen to them all. I think there's seven in total. We literally, or Jonas reads from beginning to end. Um, and me and Matej get to sit there and have a laugh and jump in and, and talk about the, the saga. 
so yeah, that's a that's a good one, and people can jump mm. in and listen to to what we're talking about. Yeah, just throwing in some uh, some plugs there. Uh, so I mean, the, the situation is also, of course, he he hasn't left like a detailed list of like, oh, I got this from there and that thing from there, and so on and so on. So there's some interpretation that goes into all of this. But just think of a figure like Gollum. Uh, uh, um, he has a similar role in relationship to the ring as um, as uh, the dwarf uh, that shows up in the prehistory of how the ring gets to Sigurd the dragon slayer. Um, the, the dwarf is called Antvari, and he lives as, in in the shape of a fish in um, in like a cave or something like that, um, deep in a in a in a in a lake. And um, Loki actually uh, takes all his gold and the ring from him. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure that, that Tolkien was inspired uh, by this story when, when he came up with Gollum, like this, this cave dwelling sort of like um, icky dwarf creature <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> and that's, that's another thing that the way that Gollum looks very yeah. much it's very similar to the way that dwarfs actually look in uh um in um, in nordic mythology they are often very like pale and and uh and dead looking and then of course there are all the dwarves that he also came up with in in his material several of their names are taken directly from um nordic mythology like oakenshield is a is a great example his name is akinskaldir in um um in the mythology in this and and these are just like lists of names that are recited in the poetry and we don't really know much of the context and Tolkien read this and then he was like inspired and used some of them uh, the names and um and so that's another example of, of 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 a very big source of inspiration to building that whole the race of dwarves in 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 uh in his uh entire mythological universe because that's what it is right it's a it's a universe of, of, mm. of mythology at this point which... i never actually realized until um i read i read the the dwarves names in nordic mythology that gandalf was actually named after a dwarf yeah <laughs> I, I never actually realized that <laughs> it made me laugh a lot <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, uh, it, it, it's a it, it's a really funny thing because um, it, it, when you start digging into the etymology of the name Gandalf, um, then 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 weird things start to happen because it's very obviously a name that is associated with witchcraft of some kind. Gandr is a type of witchcraft um, that possibly has to do with the staff magic because the word itself means a staff, but it can also mean spirit in a, in a sense. Um, and elf is a mythological creature of some kind that has been part of uh, um, Old Norse mythology forever and is probably one of the oldest. We touched a little bit on it actually in the last episode um, on this, uh, the, the, the word elf um, and uh, what it means. So it comes from a, a proto-Germanic word that is, of course, speculative, uh, which is albis, and that means something like white. And so elf um, is probably some kind of like um, a spirit of place 
And so if you have a Gander elf, right, then you have some kind of spirit that you can work with for different kinds of magic. So uh, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the character, the character himself is uh, in, in the Lord of the Rings um, and, and the Hobbit Gandalf is, is of course, a, a Odin derived figure, right? He's an Odin figure who wanders, um, who's cloaked, who, who's got that big floppy hat. Like the, those are elements of, of Odin in, in, in some of the stories, at least. So, so that's where he got that from. And yeah, we can go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this. <laughs> Frodo, Frodo's name uh, he got from um, an, a legendary Danish king, uh, King Frode, um, who was, was apparently a very wise king. And during his uh, reign of plenty, you could leave a golden ring lying by the, the roadside and nobody would take it because they wouldn't care um that's that's the legend at least <laughs> so oh wow yeah see it's, it's little stuff like that that, that interests me like because the, the certain ones are quite obvious like with the odin but yeah. frodo that's very because obviously especially having the connection to a to a ring as well yeah um so that would make sense that he's, he's looking I, i've read that and i never made that connection until Matthias just said that. I that's so cool. <laughs> you, you get those wonderful oh moments. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, I've had a lot of those over night nine episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, of course, some of it is, is speculative as well. Like when when I say, oh, he probably got it from there, and that's you know my conjecture more than than something that I know for sure. Um, you know, you can just see parallels and links and and such and. You know the the uh, the white tree in uh, in um, in the the um, yard or uh, what do you call that? Yeah, yard in Minas uh, Tirith um, is probably also you know inspired by Yggdrasil from the world tree from Nordic mythology. Um, and again, we see a reference to it being. Um, white-ish it has like this in in the mythology is said that there, there's like this loam or something like that 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 on on the trunk that makes it white so that's probably where he got that from but again this this is an interpretation um and i'd say his whole like fashioning uh, of uh, gondor as as like a realm is very inspired by you know Charlemagne and and the Frankish kingdom um, back in that period of from the 500s to the to the 800s. So so he's used a lot of like historical details to create the realms, and of course the uh, Rohirrim, Rohan in general is inspired by Anglo-Saxon history and so on, right? So so, so he's taken all the stuff that he knows from historical sources and then synthesized them into a really cool um story fictional story that i think that's always sometimes what makes the best stories are things that are kind of loosely based on reality um, but then obviously weaved into into its own story because you can you almost feel a way to relate to it or you can kind of you, you you see where things have come from and it makes it more real almost absolutely yeah 
and I mean, there's a lot of things that you can say about, you know, the kings of, uh, of um, Theoden, for instance, as a king of, uh, of Rowan being very inspired by Anglo-Saxon kings too. And, you know, it just, it keeps going. There's, there's so many <laughs> tales. <laughs> what about, okay, what, a, what about the, um, the writing? I don't, I, I, I don't know what it's called. And obviously it links to, to runes. Um, so the idea that there are these different languages and all that stuff, or what do you mean the writing? Isn't there um, a type of language writing that looks like runes? I don't. That... Yeah, I mean he's 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 inspired um, uh, on several levels, but from his studies in linguistics, right? He's inspired in terms of like the languages that he makes they're, they're very influenced by what he knows of of um, dead languages at, at the time um he the uh the different alphabets or writing systems that he comes up with are of course also inspired by by what he knows of historical uh material the dwarfs runes for instance are you know almost exactly like you know historical runes too so that's he, the one that's the one i meant yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah he's he's very inspired by that as well and i noticed um in a lot of his sketches and his artwork that like the early stuff like before um before they were sort of published and and things um he he seems to have um a lot of love for the dogass rune um, and I, it was something I wish I could have asked uh, Christopher about um, when I met him. And like there were so many things I wanted to ask him when I met him that it just kind of, yeah, that one that one got forgotten. Um, but he also mentioned that um, at least some of the Elvish language, obviously, because he carried it on after my great granddad passed, um, is. Um, based on based around finish as well yeah but th that's about that's about as much as i know <laughs> no it's there's, there's there's a lot of influence from from the kalevala and in finnish mythology and in in the silmarillion in particular um it you know you could go very deep into uh the role of song for instance as as a creative force that that's that's very very similar to what we see in in uh in in finnish mythology and um several of the uh, mythological figures that he comes up with as the creator gods and 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 all that stuff in in uh in the silmarillion are very similar to vainamoinen and and um and the other mythological characters in the Kalevala. So yeah, he's he's very very inspired by 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 Finnish mythology too. And you know, I don't think he saw it as particularly different from from the other stuff from the Nordic region in 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 general. I think he saw it very much as 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 similar similar and related material, which which it is too. It's, that's something that uh, some scholars tend to forget because, you know, the Finns speak another language than the other Scandinavians and they get caught up in that stuff for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Finnish seem to get overlooked whenever we talk about this kind of stuff or, or the Viking Age. 
Um, yeah, there's like this. Um, uh, it's it's partly because uh, back in the 19th century, in the early 19th century, the Finns um, started cultivating a very uh, anti-Swedish, um, uh, you know, sentiment in general, which mm -hmm. then you know also sort of. Um, you know, uh, purported a, 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 a bigger cultural uh, um, a divide between uh, Finland and 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 the rest of Scandinavia, which is, uh, you know, let's call it wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a bit like the Cornish kind of going, we're not part of the UKs. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, I know there's a river that separates us, but I hate to disappoint you. We kind of are. <laughs> I mean, you do have your own flag. We do have our own flag. We have our own mythology as well. <laughs> and our own a lot flag. of a lot of a lot of places have their own flag. <laughs> I know it doesn't necessarily mean much. <laughs> no, we have I our know. own. We have our own pasties and our own cider and our. <laughs> you do some. They do some good ice cream as well. I yeah. do like Cornish ice cream. Yeah. And and the Danes, they maintain that they're not just northern Germans. Come on. <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, one character I have to ask about, um, and that's Gimli, because more than once in my life, people have fucking compared me to, to Gimli. And it's fucking it's annoying. <laughs> I hate it. Stop doing it. That's better than being called a hobbit all of your life. I don't know. I don't know. Gimli's not the best one to be compared to. I mean, I would much rather it be Legolas, obviously. <laughs> uh, especially after seeing Orlando Bloom on that paddleboard that time. I would rather it be, uh, be Legolas. If you haven't seen that, Mateus, you'll have to find that picture um, and look it up. <laughs> Everyone else has seen that picture. You know what I mean. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, Gimli. I mean, other than kind of him looking quite Nordic, I guess, having an axe. Um, it, does he come from, or is there any kind of ties there? I mean, the name, the, the name shows up in Nordic mythology and as a dwarf name too. So, yeah, but I mean, uh, apart from that. Um, See the thing is that the dwarfs in in Nordic mythology, they aren't they aren't really characters. They don't show up and do stuff that often. There's like a, a few here and there, but mostly they're just like mentioned in in lists of like the. So this is a list of dwarfs, and then we go through Bifur, Bumbur. Uh, Akin Skjaldi, and it's pretty much all of the, the characters that show up in The Hobbit. <laughs> so, so that's really it. Um, and there's there's not a, a it's not there's not like a Gimli character in in Nordic mythology that that shows up and does stuff. So, so it, aside from the name, everything else he's sort of like created from mm -hmm. from his uh, um, you know imagination, and of course there's some. I'd say I'd say in, in, in so many ways there's you know Viking um historical material going into both the dwarfs and the um and 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 Rohan as as uh, 
as like a, a, a people in a, in a country in the Lord of the Rings. That, that's, that's where we see most of the influence from Nordic mythology and, and Viking history. Um, and of course, also Anglo-Saxon history in, in, in that context. Um, and, and then I would say that uh, the elves gravitate more towards Finnish influences and the and and Gondor gravitates more towards Frankish um and um and like Charlemagne history right so that that that's how you can sort of like parse it out in in terms of like major his, uh, influential trends right so you kind of pick a pick an area I guess um which makes sense you can base it on something and and I imagine that's easy I mean I've never created a world a literary <laughs> world but um I imagine that's the easiest way to... <laughs> well, I'm not like you I don't just pull things out of nowhere and oh by the way I, I wrote a series of books and won loads of awards which you'll probably tell me next week <laughs> um but no I mean I imagine that's the easiest way to do it is to is to pick something and loosely base it on that so you kind of keep it grounded uh, i assume and then build up from that i mean you can see with with game of thrones um i guess like all the people from the north are pretty much just where i am it's like watching just going outside <laughs> they're all sound like me look like me <laughs> sean bean like literally the most northern person ever um is like in there it's it's very much you based that on <laughs> there's no there's no other way to, to put that i wish sean bean had been in game of thrones i really do <laughs> he would have been awesome <laughs> but he does he does make a really good bar of it i think yeah he does yeah I, yeah I agree with that i just i just wish they'd let him keep his acting for it <laughs> sean, sean bean was in game of thrones he was ned stark Oh yeah, but he. Sorry, I always think. No offense to Sean Bean, but he's 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 quite good at disappearing quite near the beginning of things. Don't don't you start on sharp. <laughs> <laughs> oh sharp! I've seen all of them. I've read all of them. I, I mean, love them. he's he's just got the same accent in everything he yes. ever does, no yes. matter whether it's in context or not. It's the same accent. You you can take a man out of Yorkshire, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, loves, he loves a proper brood, as that lad? Yeah. <laughs> I miss all of the um because I lived in York for seven years. I, I miss it. I miss all of the different accents, the Yorkshire mm-hmm. accents I used to hear all the time. I, that that's like going yeah. back. It, it's like a little bit of home for me. There's um and there's so many in Yorkshire. We, you know, we, our accent does sound like you're being beaten with a blunt object. Um, <laughs> but like, if you go south from me into, into Sheffield, where Sean Bean's yeah. from, yeah, like, it gets totally different. If you think my accent's blunt, like theirs is, wow. Like even I struggle to understand some of it. And it's, it's really kind of just, yeah, like being hit with something. <laughs> Nobody swears like Sean Bean. Nobody does it better. No, no of course, <laughs> of course not. Um, yeah, Sean Bean does seem to 
die early in things. Um, that was one of the things I remember actually from when I watched Lord of the Rings when I was younger. Obviously, Sean Bean, this this pinnacle of Yorkshire, he recognised the accent, and then he gets a lot of arrows. Yeah, because fun. he keeps going. He keeps <laughs> he keeps going for a while. He's got that Yorkshire spirit. I know that. That's why I started watching Game of Thrones, and I was like, "Oh no, no, he can no, he's going to do that thing again." <laughs> I mean, it was that was a heartbreaking moment. I mean, yeah. spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched Game of Thrones yet. All Lord of the Rings, um, John Bean does die in both of them, <laughs> and he's quite tragic in both of them. Um, where have you been if you haven't watched them? But, <laughs> but just but he uh, doesn't die in sharp though. Oh no, he he does not. He's no. uh, he avoids everything in that one. Yeah. <laughs> I you know I do I I love Sean Bean. Yeah, uh, oh, I do. He's a national treasure for us. You probably <laughs> he is. Taste, you probably have no idea. Well, I mean, obviously, you'll, I mean, you assume you know who Sean Bean is, um, but you don't have you won't have the same love for him, I guess. Uh, I mean, I I don't dislike him. <laughs> <laughs> He's. Yeah, he seems to always be kind of like, uh, I guess I always see him as the, It's not to be harsh to Sean Bean, I guess. Not that he's, I mean, he might listen to this. So I, I apologize, Sean, if you are listening. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he seems to be like the, the because he's got a good, a big, a decent sized name, I guess. So he, they kind of, I imagine, get him into shows to, to get people to watch it. Um, and then kill him off nice and nice and I, I imagine that's what they did with Game of Thrones. Like he was because it's too expensive or what? Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. But like I, I always thought that was Game of like Thrones. Like we can only afford five episodes with you, so that's <laughs> gonna have to die on I did wonder that about Game of Thrones because he is he was probably the biggest when he first started, him and I guess Lena Healy and uh Charles Dance is a is a big name. But, I don't know, man. I I've I've seen the the castle that um uh, what is his name? The author of uh, the, the... Uh, George R. R. Martin. Yes, I've seen the castle that he's building down in Santa Fe in New Mexico, and I'm I'm pretty sure they could afford it. Uh, you know, Sean Bean for longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this yeah, but series one, maybe not. Yeah, yeah maybe you're right. Series one, they they were taking a they were taking a chance. Do you think there's something to having a two? A two single letter middle names that makes you a really good writer. Um, because you get I'm not. Him, <laughs> uh, you get George, uh, both of them are double R's as well. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe it's another kind of bias. Who knows? Like, I, you would assume that, that George R. R. Martin used Tolkien as a, an influence, surely, when you went down that route. J.K. Rowling. She doesn't have that. No, no can't, <laughs> I don't know. you can't mention you can't mention her name anymore. Why not? Oh, I don't know. I just see all the time that apparently she's evil now. Oh, oh, right. She said things on Twitter. Oh, pain. Yeah. What is it with famous people on Twitter just ruining everything for themselves? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but. She, I, I know she is the only billionaire to ever exist that was a billionaire and then is not a billionaire anymore. Not yeah, she's the only, she's, which, I mean, she did give like a lot of it. Didn't she give like half of her wealth to charity or something ridiculous? Um, 
but she holds the title for being the only billionaire to be a billionaire and then to lose the billionaire status. Oh well. But it was for a good reason. Like I said, she, yeah. she donated, she donated a lot of it. Um, so I I can't say anything bad, I guess. No, I mean that, that's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I respect that's that. That's my little fact of the day. Um, so it is, is there is there anything else that stands out that you that kind of is a is a link between between the two between Nordic mythology and Lord of the Rings? Is there anything we've we've missed? I mean, of course, his writing style is 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 also very inspired by the saga writing styles. Um, he 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 likes to to mention people's uh, lineage and ancestry. That's 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 one of the things that we often also see in the saga literature, of course. He um, uses prosymmetric style, so combines prose and 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 poetry. Uh, mm-hmm. We have those like situations where Frodo's is leaving the Shire, and then he stops, and then he looks over the landscape, and then he composes a eulogy for the Shire and stuff like that, right? So. Uh, that's that's very you know inspired too by by um, the uh, the style that you see in the, the saga literature. Not that uh, the the you know those Vikings in the sagas they ever really care about the landscape. Um, <laughs> they they more have a tendency to compose a poem about um, how cool they were before they uh, <laughs> were just about to die or something like that instead. But but. This is definitely uh, Tolkien being inspired by that style of writing that we see um, in the Nordic material, and um, and to him it has a very profound meaning again because the you know the idea of song and poetry being a creative force and a creative act is is so ingrained through his literature in general, um, and so. There's of course there's a lot you can say about what, what the, the character of Frodo and the things that he does and, and how he does it and, and all that stuff that um, um, that has uh, um, import in, in in that direction too. So so yeah, um, I mean it goes goes through the entire literature, you know, mm-hmm. it, the inspirations from from the mythologies that that he clearly loved so much, like both you know, both the Nordic and the Finnish in particular. So did you say he studied, did he study at like an acad- academic level? Because I, I know nothing about this stuff. Um, and I, I don't mind admitting, I, 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 these are the episodes I enjoy the most, where I, it's just completely out of, I mean, all of this is really out of my wheelhouse. But in particular, like this, where I just know nothing about it, I just really enjoy listening and uh I'm trying to kind of like understand and, and and learn new things. Yeah, I mean, he 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 had studied uh, English language, um, which uh, back then would entail a lot of uh, historical uh, language as well. So uh, Anglo-Saxon and and Old Norse, and um, possibly also uh, some of the continental Germanic languages and. Uh, um he was a um when when he was a professor at uh mellon college right uh, yeah at oxford 
Oxford, yeah, yeah. yeah. From 1945 or thereabouts, if I remember correctly. I don't actually know. You know more than me. <laughs> so, so I mean, he's he he was a uh, he was well read <laughs> in this material. Right? Um, I do know that. Um, I can't remember how I know this. It is through the family, and I can't remember who told me, but. I do know that he was so shy when he was lecturing. He would often sort of just just look at the blackboard. He rarely ever looked at his students because he, he was just, he loved what he did, but he was just really, really shy about everything, especially when, like, all of the, the books took off and everything. He, he was just so humbled by it and just sort of, wow, what's happening kind of thing, you know? Oh, bless. I, I guess that's where you get your shyness from. <laughs> I'm I'm just yeah I'm 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 just I'm I'm awkward when I feel like I'm the center of attention and I've always been like that but mm. you know when I was a kid I'd just go and hide somewhere <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that's I mean that's just humility as well though I think it's 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 lost on a lot of people these days um I think being humble people uh, some people have certainly forgotten what that is and, and what that means but I mean so did the did the books get particularly successful when he was when he was alive or was a lot of it after because um, obviously it's just gone from strength to strength to strength um, especially I guess since the movies came out which was when I was a kid um, but I, yeah I wondered whether it was a case of he, 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 he got to enjoy that success yeah are you asking me or uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> either, either. Um, if 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 we even know the answer. I know that um so the original cartoon, which which I loved, um he had something to do with that, but he actually, as far as I know, he that's why it's not finished, because he passed away before um it could all be finished. Um Beyond that, I, I don't know an awful lot. Um, mm. I know that um, obviously he was around to sort of appreciate the books taking off, but um, oh, there's so many people who are going to like correct me now, but I, I think it was 67 or 69 that he passed away. I'm not entirely sure though. So, right, yeah. Um... Let's see. The books were. I mean, he was he was writing from the '30s and onwards, as far as I remember, riffing off of memory right now. Like so, so some of the the stuff on the Hobbit, for instance, was written yeah. in the '30s. But um, the Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, was published in the middle of the '50s, 1950s. And I mean, he would probably have seen some of the fame, right? Considering that. My mom was able to find uh, copies of them in the Netherlands in the sixties, right? Well, that's yeah, that that you because yeah. well, sometimes it takes a few years for things to catch on. Obviously, with again to go back to Game of Thrones, um, George R. R. Martin, they were out quite a while before they then became this mega popular thing. Obviously, albeit part of it from the the TV show. Um, so I guess that's kind of what I wondered whether how big they were necessarily before. The movies and whether he got to to enjoy it. 
enjoy that success because obviously when you write something like that you should at least get to enjoy it even if yeah. he's even if he's shy about it at least yeah. kind of see and, and enjoy I mean, your, your work so so the lord of the rings was even nicked and turned into a very very shitty uh 1980s movie in the soviet union uh, so that tells you a little bit about how how mm-hmm. <laughs> how popular it might have been yeah, yeah, in yeah. those decades, like, or maybe it was even in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just amazing. I'm pretty sure you can find most of it on 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 YouTube. <laughs> I think I've seen some of that. I think yeah. one of my friends actually sent me a link to some of that, and it, yeah, it's very it's it's strange. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. strange. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I we we need to watch that. We need to do a watch along <laughs> of that uh, because that would be brilliant. Because I can just imagine the the special effects as well. <laughs> they would be uh, they would be brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would yeah that would be fun. So I mean, Ruth, do you this because I imagine anything like this always must get so much fan fiction written about it do you ever get people wanting to send send you fan fiction or uh, along those lines um i i've never had um anyone write uh want to send me anything they they've written um i mean obviously if they did i'd be honored by that um i as i said i read like an ent so it will take me a very long time to read (laughs) (laughs) um uh but i i it's incredibly humbling like recently um i've had people um through through fencing through the historical martial arts i do Mm -hmm. um my coach um obviously knows a lot of the 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 makers and the the swordsmiths and they got in touch with him wanting to make me a sword um and they are they're huge huge talking fans and um they they made me this most beautiful side sword um just because they they wanted to because they're huge Hoping fans and the the leather on the grip is actually engraved um, with patterns that are inspired by um, the windows and the arches and the architecture of Rivendell. Oh, wow. absolutely mind blowing! I I, I, just, I I cried. Is that <laughs> is that the one that's on your your Instagram that I yeah. saw earlier? Yeah, but yeah. it's absolutely beautiful um so no i've not been i've not been sent anything um written as such but to be given a sword is is that i'm i can now train with because uh for historical martial arts i didn't actually have it i mean i got wooden ones but i didn't have a proper side sword of my own so oh, wow. um incredibly special and i mean um, a sword's better than fan fiction, really. Let's be honest. I don't know. They, they both have it, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can say it. <laughs> you, you can say it. A sword's better. 
hey man, I'd I, I'd like for people to send me swords. Like that would be awesome. <laughs> I think people should send me a new fan fiction of us doing the podcast. That's what I want. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously not. Because for some reason, when I said fan fiction, everyone in the chat decided to talk about bloody erotic fan fiction. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I just meant. But you do know that that is the primary type of fan fiction that exists out there. That's what people maybe write I'm, all the time. Maybe I'm too innocent. Okay. Um, and I I'm just. Kind of- I'm kind of glad I can't read these now. Like, yeah, it's you... freaking me out. I just thought people wrote. I thought people just wrote fan fiction as in like they like to extend the story in their own and I'll, just, just very innocently um, but apparently not um, <laughs> and people are just perverts and I didn't I didn't realise um, but if anyone wants to write fan fiction for me I don't give a fuck do it <laughs> no 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 write fan fiction of me and Mateus <laughs> And we will, you know what? I'm gonna. If somebody wants to write fan fiction for me, Mateus, we will do a story time where Jonas reads it live, and and he will do the voices of it. Um, somebody, please do that. Please, please don't. Please don't. I think they would be brilliant. <laughs> We have a very mixed bag in the chat as well of people. Either, some, people uh, some people love it and some people um, are not. And Shan is definitely saying no. Yeah, you broke Shan. That's what you did. Um, Poor well, guy. I, 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 I mean, and if I'm not Gimli in the fan fiction, then I will be very disappointed. Uh, put it that way. All right, well... You know what? If if people do make drawings for all of this, you can always. Oh, not draw- I can't handle drawings. I can't handle drawings. <laughs> well, you brought it on, my friend. Oh my god! Um, I I hope somebody does it, and if it's good, I will make sure we do do a story time reading it because it would just be hilarious. It would be so funny. Um, but if it's if it's terrible, then we won't. But <laughs> and also, if anyone wants to send me a sword, that'd be nice as well. <laughs> I know. If I'm tra- if I'm trying, I might as well. Try- <laughs> I might as well ask for everything. Put that in the story as well. <laughs> I mean, no, we can't have a, a sword in an erotic fan picture. Is not going to be oh, what on. I want it to be. It's not going to be. <laughs> what i'm asking for it's going to be something completely different um um then uh, <laughs> what, what what are we getting at here i, I feel like <laughs> it's uh... I, feel, I feel like you're you're the one developing this concept now <laughs> I, I mean i've got this is, this is gonna... a whole new version of lord of the rings yeah. holy <laughs> shit Gimli. <laughs> Gimli, Sean Bean, um, and the mythical sword is a story that I will be writing after this. <laughs> Gotta get some dragons in there as well. Oh well, of course, yes, yes. <laughs> Erotic fan fiction with dragons, absolutely. There now I'm go. on board. <laughs> See, all you needed was a dragon, and then the is in. <laughs> oh, I mean. 
<laughs> this, oh. I mean, this went off track. It certainly did. <laughs> I don't know if it was my fault, but it went off track a little I bit. I think it was your fault. <laughs> I, no, but I actually was just being quite innocent in the fact <laughs> when I asked the question. I just wondered if people had sent you cool little stories that they'd, they'd written. Um, nothing like the one you've just described. No, I, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Maybe I am missing out on something. <laughs> oh, you definitely are. There's definitely something to be said for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, I mean, there will be Lord of the Rings fan fiction. There will be Lord. I imagine there's Lord of the Rings everything out there. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you can think of, I imagine it's been put the stamp of Lord of the Rings on it in some some way, shape, or form. Um, because it's, I mean, at, at this point as well, it's just a valuable thing, isn't it? I guess if if it gets that stamp, people will want it. Yeah. I imagine there, there are people that just collect anything Lord of the Rings as well. There will be those people who will just seek out whatever there is. Like I say, I've, I've made plenty of Riders of Rohan um, themed horns. People ask me to make like the Horn of Gondor Um which is also going to be in my fan fiction, by the way, the Horn of Gondor. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've had a, I've had a bunch of. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is really starting to hurt, though. <laughs> <laughs> so um no but to, to be to be i was in a genesis i you know i've had a lot of people ask if i can try and reproduce that and make um make something similar so there are just people out there who just collect everything um i have a lot of dragon things a lot of smaug memorabilia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, nothing is exciting <laughs> no I mean, yeah, I think the, I don't know where this episode's gone, but it's, you know what? The, these episodes make me laugh so much. I, I thoroughly enjoy them. It's all. It reminds me of when we we spoke about the the crotum with Sophie um, and the the mace like cock shaped weapon, um, which was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. So, so yeah, when it you know when it goes off off piste to say it's uh it's always a fun one i i love i love the episodes with 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 this this kind of um where it goes off like you say mm-hmm. and and i was saying i i listened to the podcast i i love going out for a walk i actually stopped doing that um because there was one of these episodes, everything went off track and I was laughing so much and it, it happened like in the middle of a road and I live in a tourist town on a Sunday morning and I was I was like, I just was, you know, people, people just, <laughs> people just like stop and think, oh, you know, drunk, whatever. <laughs> this <laughs> Which, crazy person over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they, they, they are the they are the best. So I don't yeah. listen when I'm outside anymore because I think it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they hopefully we're doing something right then. 
um no you know so it, it's fun because you know sometimes it's the, these subjects can be very heavy and serious um like like yesterday we did one with, with jeremy and alex and we it got quite serious talking about the world um and fixing everything and then you know so it's fun just to have just to to laugh laugh laughing is just fun isn't it um mm-hmm. i don't mind being silly and looking the fool sometimes it is it is important to laugh at uh, at each other and yourself usually it's just laughing at me to be honest but well, i'm used too. to it at this point <laughs> you just gotta take what you can get haven't you <laughs> um should we should we wrap this up because we have um our story time episode to record after this um Jonas Lorenzo is coming back to narrate. We're starting a whole new saga. Um, so anybody who, who wants to join and listen to the Storytime episodes, you can get them all on Patreon. Uh, if you join, sign up to Patreon, you get a bonus episode every week. So that's twice the, the episodes. If you enjoy these, uh, these shows, you get an extra one every week. One of them will be a Storytime episode where we go through a saga. And the other one will be a Q&A episode where patrons get to ask Mateus your questions. Um, you get so many questions sent to you Mateus it's just impossible to answer them so this is obviously a way that people can get their their things answered yes and also get a little more comprehensive question uh, or answers to their questions than you know mm-hmm. you know somebody just like asking me something on a in a message on Instagram and I'll be like no or something like that this is this will be a little more comprehensive and uh uh try to explain the background for why um something might be or might not be the case and such things so yeah um sign up for patreon and uh and uh get the ball rolling on that yeah and the and the beauty is that you can you can sign up for a month it's like i think the the lowest level is like four pound which is what like six dollars five dollars um you can sign up listen to all the previous ones and if you if you don't enjoy it you can cancel it and you only get charged for a month so you get the the seven story time episodes for for like five dollars if you want um and then but like i say we, we we release two a month but yeah so ruth thank you very much this has been a been a lot of fun um thank you thank you so much for for inviting me it was absolutely amazing and i was when when you first asked me i was genuinely starstruck i, I actually dropped my phone and, oh, honestly <laughs> So thank you so much. That's yeah, very thank sweet. you for joining us. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to hurt for days. My my face. <laughs> no, you. The messages we got before the show were right. You know, you are a very a very nice, sweet, very humble um, person, and it, it, it's nice just to talk to someone who, who's like that. It's it's these episodes are always fun because they're just so organic with people who are just nice just nice people they're so easy to talk to it's not um it's not forced and then it just because i like, like Sophie said your your laugh is contagious which then sets <laughs> us two off i think um and it makes the the episode a little bit more silly and we <laughs> we go we go to some dark places apparently <laughs> so thank you thank you very much for for coming and joining us um yeah thank really you really appreciate it thank you so much <laughs>